0: And now listen to this, you go a little further, you get the one, God's for you, you get, he's with you, and then the last biggie, God's in you. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to DadCore. What you're hearing there is the song called Brown Note Baptist Church. That is the first song on an album called Puff Pieces by a band from Baltimore, Maryland called Under the Pier. That album came out May 1st and it is nothing but banger after banger, if you ask me. So I recommend you go straight to Bandcamp, purchase the album. You can get a CD, you can get a sick shirt, you can get a sick koozie. Uh, I had a chance to sit down with Jesse, who is the vocalist from Under the Pier and he's a great dude. Um, I really enjoyed talking to him. And I hope you enjoyed this interview. Stick around, and I'll see you at the end of the episode. Yeah, hopefully there is a way for you guys to bounce back somehow, um, and like post, like uh, like postpone instead of cancel. I guess would be the word like you know, get that tour rolling. Um, although, you know, a lot of never booked a tour, but from my understanding, a lot of work and phone calls and emails goes into, uh, goes into booking a tour. So I can't imagine that's something you just easily like, Oh, we'll just move it to the right a couple of months. Yeah. It's a
1: lot of trying to, uh, meet your best friend, um, you know, through email with never even meeting the person, you know, just trying to, uh, you know, just be as cool and and get anything you can, and hoping that that person on the other side is like on board with this harsh style of metal and wants to support it and you know have you in their town. And sometimes you get lucky, but you know most of the time it's it's a crapshoot trying to uh, trying to book things on your own with no you know serious connections. So, but we were able to get this thing booked, man, in July, um, July seventeenth through August first. Uh, Going through Florida, through the south to Texas, um, to Colorado, and then back up north all the way back to the east coast. So hopefully we can postpone it. It looks like something that might turn into something else maybe down the road. But, you know, either way, we're kind of in the same boat as everybody else, and we'll just see what we can do when this thing is over. For sure. Uh, Just. It's weird, it's like a reflection period. Everyone's just kind of sitting back with, you know, can't really do anything. And like, the only thing you can really do is kind of just work on the future and kind of maybe just try to put yourself, everything in perspective and, you know, what am I doing right, what am I doing wrong, band-wise. And, uh, you know, we were were lucky enough to be able to record and get this album uh, done uh, before everything really shut down. So we're just excited to finally release this thing. We've been working on it um, for the better part of a year. Um, And, yeah, it comes out this Friday. Um, We couldn't be more happy with how it came out. And hopefully, you know, once all this shit blows over, we'll, we'll be on the road. We'll be on the road playing some, you know, playing as many shows as we can, you know. Hell
0: yeah. So we'll see. I can't wait. How, like... Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, we just mentioned how long it takes to book a tour, but when you guys were putting this together, I'm assuming several months ago, probably back last year, even did you have any idea? Was coronavirus even a thing in your mind? Had you even heard about it? Was it a concern or just wasn't a thought in your head?
1: No, it wasn't a thought
0: in any of our heads. We had no idea. Um, we
1: were really blindsided, you know, uh, Half of us, two out of four of us, work as bartenders, me and Dylan, the guitarist. So we were completely caught off guard. Uh, our bars shut down, so we're out of work. Um, and our bassist drives a school bus, so when the schools close down, um, he's out of work. And our drummer does construction, so he's kind of working overload, like building rooms for you know, patients and stuff like that for the hospital. Uh, so it's been weird. Like we got everything, you know, we got everything done, uh, with the record and then we had to, we had to basically stop practicing for a month. Uh, one, because, you know, we wanted to be, um, we didn't want to get anybody sick and, you know, we already worked our asses off for like three months straight practicing, 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 recording, recording. Um, but yeah, we had no idea, man. This thing came out of left field we're up here in Baltimore, right by D.C., and I can tell you most people didn't even know what it was. You know, we had, never, we had never even heard of it until maybe the week before we started hearing whispers about it. And then I started seeing at the bar like people not really wanting to touch each other. and It was weird. It was a weird—yeah, this whole, this whole thing is still really weird to me. Um, For sure. And I, I hope it stays that way just because like, <laughs> I don't want to get used to this. I don't want this to last. Yeah. you know yeah another no, I mean, 6 months or something
0: like that it's it sucks it it 100% especially like um, i want to ask you about how does it feel to be cuz under the Pier is having a great time right now it seems like a lot of people um, a lot of people are talking about that i i see a lot of just good hype for uh, the album that does come out friday um, the album is sick mm-hmm. it is just non-stop bangers is it Bang, man Bank. Yeah. No, thank you for making it, man. It's really, it's, it really is a good listen. Um, is it, is it a bummer to be having this moment at this time in history? Is it like, are, is it just take it in stride? Like, how do you, I mean, with the amount of work that's gone into the album, what is, mm-hmm. I hate, I hate to keep bringing it up and juxtaposing it to the, the pandemic. Oh, yeah. I get it. Yeah, it's it's, it's weird, weird to you know.
1: I think when everything shut down, down what on like I think, I think it was, was like March sixteenth. Yeah. Um, everything pretty much like closed up, uh, at least over here on the East Coast. Um, we were scheduled to go in the studio that weekend, so we were really like I think the first band that I can think of that was really like <laughs> this all happened right when we were about to go do a big a big thing, right? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, what can you do? I mean, you have studio time. And, you know, at that point, no one, you know, no one was going to cancel it because, you know, we weren't really afraid of it yet. You know, it wasn't like a stay at home order yet. You know, Mm -hmm. we were all kind of just going about our normal business. So it sucks. I think it's kind of a curse in a lot of ways, only because that trickles down um, into the touring aspect and that's i think most important to me and to our band is we want to go play shows you know sure and we all have have, we all have jobs and stuff that we have to take off for and to go do this and so i've been thinking about doing this big tour for you know the whole time we've been a band which has not been that long it's only been a little over a year um a year and a couple months but yeah man so that's, I guess, the biggest thing. We, um, we were going to be on MacRock, Rock, which is a huge festival in Virginia that, you know, the likes of, like, you know, Number 12 Looks Like You, The Red Chord, uh, things the Square. Um, you, you know, back in the day, all these, like, real mathy bands that we grew up listening to, they all played this festival, and we got picked out of, like, thousands of people to be one of the 80 bands playing. So, so we were so stoked. Well, that got canceled. And then our, uh, <clears throat> our tour last weekend, we we're supposed to go up to, you know, upstate New York and do Rochester and Albany and Philadelphia that got canceled. Now we're about to cancel our CD release, which is uh, at the end of May, uh, which is here and then in Long Island, New York. So there's a lot that we're, uh, we're missing because of this. And I think that's the biggest thing, but you know, there, if there's any kind of silver lining the whole thing, we got to put out this album and you know i figured with everybody being home and everything it wouldn't really hurt us to put it out at this time you know i figured why not let's just let's just throw it out and plus um you know we're working now with dark trail records and everything christian does is you know he's at the top of his game as far as um you know promoting this kind of genre so we're uh, you know more than excited to be working with him um and and very pleased to get all this good feedback you know and uh he's helped us out with getting a lot of good reviews and a lot of some exposure there you know we couldn't be more appreciative of of all that that he's done for us and and the, you know the reception so far has been great for it you know so yeah. so it's looking like it was a good idea to release the album instead of like waiting you know i think there's a lot of bands that are releasing stuff right now black dahlia just put out an album End is putting out an album um so, there, I think it is, you know, I don't know if it's, like, changed the aspect of should you release an album right now, but uh, it's definitely interesting. And there probably is some kind of, like, you know, there probably is something about it that might change it a little bit. It definitely feels different, just because life feels so different right now. Mm-hmm. But I guess the only thing that's really hurt me and, our you know, hurt our feelings is the fact that we can't go play this shit live. Like, that's driving... That's driving us that's all crazy. crazy. Sure. So,
0: man. yeah, that's 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 got to be the biggest bummer. Um, I know for me, like I've, you know, I, I have you know played you know music on my own. I you know record like bedroom projects or, um, you know, like you try to start a band, you get some guys together and it just doesn't pan out. Um, but man, to have everything in your toolbox ready, to have the songs written, the album is in the can everyone's hungry everyone's ready to get there out on the road and play shows and 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 then it's just taken out from under you that 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 sucks um yeah not really a more articulate way to say it but yeah yeah it's I
1: i guess a little more detrimental to a band that's just kind of starting out you know like um a lot of like the big touring bands like knock loose and uh you know you name it that had huge tours lined up they lost their tours but uh it probably hurts a band like us a little more just because we haven't done any of that shit yet and we were about to go do it for the first time you know so uh and and trying to support you know this little album that's like on an underground label and you know uh so you know it it sucks but you know, we uh, we'll all get back. You know, once this thing gets back, we and you know, you never know. It could end up being a blessing in disguise. We might be able to get on someone else's tour. Who fucking knows? You know, maybe if <laughs> this thing, you know, if this thing takes off, you know, a couple of pe- the right people like it, then you never know. But sure. we're excited about the album, and uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna keep pushing it pretty hard. And hopefully, anybody who's into that weird mathy heavy. Pissed off shit. We'll uh, get a chance to listen to it and and hopefully take something from
0: it. You know, absolutely. Uh, going uh, going into that that weird Matthew shit that you're talking about. What? Um, well, let's uh, let's um, talk about you for a little bit first because you uh, under the peers from Baltimore, but you uh, you are from Texas, uh, actually pretty near to where I'm at right now. Yeah. Um, talk about. I mean, yeah. you came up kind of in the in the glory days of the old uh, the old metal core you know, two thousands, mid two thousands. And, um, and now you're, you're there in I Baltimore. It. Yeah. It's talk about that journey, man.
1: Yeah. Anytime you want to call me and talk about the old days of MySpace, Nuttlecore I, I would, I'll always be on board with that talking <laughs> about you about any of that. Yeah, man. Um, Back in the day, uh, I'm from Wichita Falls, uh, right near where where you're from, down there in North Texas, uh, Southern Oklahoma, right there on the line. Uh, yeah, I uh, grew up there. Uh, started a band called Ten Cent Pistol when I was 18, and you know we got to we did some cool stuff. We did uh, a few dates on Tony Danza Tap Dance Extravaganza tour. You know we played with just about everybody that was you know around during that time during the boom of you know, this techie kind of metalcore stuff, and we, we made a good run, it was a lot of fun, um, but I moved to Dallas, um, was in a few bands down there, um, you know, and then eventually in 2012 moved to Baltimore, and, uh, I didn't know if I'd ever be able to do stuff like this again, I didn't know if, like, that this, this start, uh, stage of my life was over, uh, but I, you know, I knew that I wanted to keep going it but since i was a little bit older i had to find the right guys and it took about six to seven years to find them um so i'm 34 now you know uh i'm (laughs) i'm getting to be a little bit i'm getting to be like the oldest guy at the show sometimes uh especially if i go to knock loose shows (laughs) yeah uh yeah yeah (laughs) but i you know just like, just like you, man. Like, you know, we're around the same age. Like, you know, I I remember being the youngest kid at shows. You know, yep. And And uh, I don't. I, I still have that hunger. You know, I still I still want to hear new bands. I listen to probably a new band every day. You know, um, nice. Whether it's through Mathcore Index or uh, or some kind of other site. You know, I'm always listening to new stuff. And um, you know, I just I want to show love for the genre, man. I mean, because I think. Uh, the one thing this, genre, this style needs is new blood, you know, and uh, new bands. I, I highly, you know, encourage anybody out there who is listening to, you know, pick up a guitar and just start fucking playing it. If you're into this techie stuff, like, the, the genre always needs new blood, and it needs more support. So if you're into it, you know, just like you guys are doing with this podcast, that's incredible. It gives uh, a lot of bands that need it um, some good um PR. But yeah, man. Um moved up here and uh found the right guys, which I didn't think I would. And we started under the pier about a year and a couple months ago. Wrote a wrote the first batch of songs, put out an EP, uh started playing shows, opened for the number twelve Looks Like You and uh Keonashi and uh uh God, who did we play with? Played with a bunch of great bands like the first string of shows. And um yeah, and then shut down to record this thing and here it is and you know, we're really excited about it, man. It's uh it's a nine-track album. It's really pissed off. Uh, I think back in the day when I was in Ten Cent Pistol, the music was really good, but I don't I don't know how good the lyrical content was just cuz I don't know if I even had anything really to be mad about yet. You know, now that I'm fucking 34, I have a lot of shit to be mad about, you know. Uh especially living you know, yeah baltimore just a cesspool of just evil man there's just so much bad shit that goes on here that you know ex- you know and like me who I, I work with the public you can't help but be inspired by that you know and, sure. and kind of because it it does it does seep into your life a little bit um and so yeah a lot of the lyrics have to do with stuff in baltimore and uh you know just the the kind of the situation we're all in down here, being in such a you know a city that's uh, people are kind of afraid to be here, but they love it, you know. So it's it's interesting, man. And uh, it is a 180 from Texas, but goddamn, I, I love that North Texas music scene. Back in the day, we fucking we had so much fun playing down there, and um, that was really kind of you know the renaissance of this style. Um, and it's cool to finally be able to get a project together up here, and we, we actually have that same sound, you know? We have that, that throwback, uh, techy, kind of breakdown heavy, um, but just yeah. weird breakdown kind of metalcore.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, you know, now it's, it's cool now, because we have somebody like, uh, like Christian doing Dark Trail, Math Core Index, and he's kind of on the forefront of you know, promoting this scene, when we never had anybody like that back in the day, you know, we, we never had anybody that um, had the means and, um, you know, kind of uh, contacts to to be able to promote something. Yeah, and it's, it's great. Good. So it's it's great to be a part of this community, and uh, you know, we love all these bands that we're we've been playing with, all these bands in the mathcore community. Uh, there's so much talent out there. Um, that uh, yeah, Baltimore almost seemed like like, like destiny, destiny, you know, for yeah, us to, to kind of start, start here. So sure. yeah, yep. we're, we're excited, man.
0: That's awesome. Do you feel, do you feel like, um, do you feel, is it weird? Cause I know, I know, like I haven't been in a band in many years. Um, you know, just my job just kind of precludes me from being able to stop and settle down and, and spend seven years trying to, to get a bunch of other grown people to, uh, to, <laughs> you know, hunker down and practice. It's, it's a challenge in and of itself, but it's like, this sounds silly, but like that scene in uh, Step Brothers where they have the, the night vision goggles is like, I wish we had this when we were kids. And he's like, even better. We have it when we're 40. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, well, like now now that you're, you're grown, you're older and you're kind of, you have a, a more mature kind of outlook on stuff. Do you feel, like better equipped do you feel do you feel like the decisions that are made on behalf of the band for the band are better
1: i think so uh i learned a lot from this guy lee ivy who was um the guitarist for 10 cent pistol that started the band with me and um he actually made the under the peer logo but uh watching That's lee sick kind logo, of like the be the you know, Oh, yeah, he does great work. And just watching him kind of be the leader of a band for so long um, kind of rubbed off on me. But, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a little, uh, I, guess I'm, I guess I I guess just kind of know what I want to do. And maybe that has a lot to do with taking seven years off of not doing shit, you know, because you get a lot of shit built up that you just want to do so bad. And, I, you know, since Under the Pier started, I've had people hit me up online That I haven't talked to since those days, because they were like, "Where the fuck have you been?" You know, kind of thing. And I'm just like, "Man, I was just like waiting to do it again." Um, But yeah, there's, there's, I I guess, guess. you know, it's it's good to be a little older. You're a little wiser, you know. But at the same time, you just want to fucking go play shows with your friends. It's really the same, you know. But you know, it does seem the scene's different.
0: I was going to say, we talked in the chat a week or two ago about, you know, you're from Wichita Falls. I'm from Amarillo, Texas. Both of those are neither big, like bustling metropolises, but they're not podunk towns either. But we've seen, yeah. you know, in 10, 15 years, you know, in Amarillo, which I'm sure Wichita Falls is the same way, there were at least two or three places to play if you were a chaotic, hardcore, even just a metal or a punk band. You had you had options like you could go play, you could play at a couple different venues, and there were so many people playing that you had you had guys that were in two or three bands, you know, or you might play drums in this band and guitar in this band. And now, I mean, at least in both of those towns, maybe we're just like the rare case, but we've seen both of those scenes shift away from that just DIY. Uh, everyone's in a band and there's places to play all over town thing too. There's one place and if your band's really good, they might let you play there and oh, by the way, no one is allowed to mosh here. Right.
1: Yeah. There's always one that's no moshing, which is (laughs) bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, dude. uh, Amarillo had a great scene. Um, I kind of mentioned on that chat during the DadCore podcast a couple weeks ago that you know we used to play what was it the pod
0: yeah we started
1: uh <laughs> we started a big tour at the pod and he uh the the promoter forgot about our show and so he forgot to uh, he forgot to promote it so we literally played in front of like the promoter's girlfriend and like two people and this was to start like a you know week and a half tour but we, uh, we went through with Tony Danza and played the pod, and it was sold out, and it was one of the most fun shows, you know, I can remember. And then there's, like, times
0: like Beast Fest. We played Amarillo. Oh, and, man. Uh, you we, know, we definitely was, brushed elbows then, man, because I was at all the Beast Fests. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that,
1: that, that was the worst, because uh, every time I'd start singing, the mic would cut out. So oh, the, the mic, mic would work when I would check it, and then it would stop. Um, And I remember just taking the mic and just throwing it down. I was just so fucking mad. Um, So, yeah, I mean, but every every town back then had its own little scene. Um, And, yeah, you know, where I came up, the scene was huge in Wichita Falls. And, you know, you kind of get to know all the guys in the scene. And then you start a band. And it's just like a a big family, you know. Sure. Um, So, yeah, it was it was cool to come from that time, you know what I mean? That's something that I'll always appreciate about my life is that I was around for that era of uh, of the scene. I mean, you know, MTV was playing, you know, Poison the Well and Hatebreed, and yes, <clears throat> you know they, they were they were playing all these like great bands, and uh, and then you had like a store like Hot Topic that you know would sell all the merch. So everything became like really commercialized and it was just cool to see hardcore in that aspect. And you know, but it was still funky metalcore.
0: It was still, it was like, it was very accessible. You could, you could really, you know, like you said, it was on MTV, you know, you talked about hot topic, you know, Miss machine, you fail me, uh, more than a couple great every time I die albums, I experienced them in that little kiosk that you would go listen to in hot topic. And, yeah. na- and now they just sell Rick and Morty stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah. man, <laughs> like, what happened? Yeah. It's weird.
1: Yeah, it, well, what happened was, that, yeah, the scene kind of collapsed. I mean, and I think that goes back to what I was saying earlier about New Blood. Yeah, uh, What bands are going to take this genre forward? Um, you know, where is this genre going to be, you know, in five years? That's kind of how you kind of have to look at it. Like, and they're, they're what. After the first wave of Metalcore, uh, it became like the brutal core, and Deathcore came in. And I think Deathcore, in a lot of ways, the bands kind of just, they were kind of carbon copies of each other. Uh, A lot of them were. And there just wasn't anything new coming out. It was just kind of the same, you know, sounding kind of stuff. A lot of great stuff, but uh, again, nothing really happening that was fresh. And then... You see, like, after 2010, it kind of fizzled out a little bit. Um, And then, so, since there were no new bands, Hot Topic wasn't selling any new merch. Uh, MTV didn't really have any big albums to push, uh, which they just stopped playing music. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, like, a lot of that, you know, it all goes hand in hand. And, you know, I, I, I just hope that there's some kind of, like, revival and i think it's kind of been brewing for a long time um you have you have a lot of really good bands right now out there like cus cowboy uh you know there there's so many good like dark trail bands like fawn lambs the callous dowboys and why says who's from here um there's so many good bands out there right now that's kind of doing that style uh that people should take notice of because uh, it really does feel like the the good old days again, at least to me. Sure. Um, you yeah. know, and I think one thing that one thing that kind of needs to happen is there needs to be some bigger tours that uh, you you can really showcase these really good bands. You know, like the the Cowboys need to be on a big tour. Mm-hmm. They need to be playing with Norma Jean. You know, on the road for you know a month. You know, like. Stuff like that. Once stuff like that starts happening, I think um, people will kind of start taking notice of all the other bands. You know, just there needs to be the first few that kind of break out, and then um, you know. But it it just takes work, man. Like you know, do we want to quit our jobs and go on tour just constantly? You know, like uh, it's just crazy. Like that's just the decision that you know that's the reason Ten Cent Pistol broke up is because we were offered a deal and. The guys, you know, a couple of the guys didn't want to quit their jobs. So we had to, you know, we broke up over it. Sure. So, you know, I don't know. Under the Pier is going to stick around no matter what for a long time, I think. And uh, we're going to try to tour when we can. And then when we're not touring, we're just going to be writing another album, you know. And hopefully, we'll, you know, we're just going to keep our foot on the gas pedal and try to make it even better than the last one. Um, which is what we're getting ready to start doing, to start writing again. And uh, Dylan's actually switching to 7 strings, so we're going to be using seven-string guitars on the next one. So, yeah, man, um, it's cool to see where this uh, scene is headed, because I'm telling you, man, big things are on the horizon, because there's so much fucking good talent out there that, you know, there's no way way that this thing's just going to fizzle out and these bands are just going to go nowhere. But who knows, man? I don't know. I worked, at, I worked at a cover band bar where all these fucking people just wanted to hear Wagon Wheel and fucking Brown Eyed Girl on repeat constantly all the fucking time. The same bullshit over and over again. So I don't know, man, but I think, I think there's a lot of good stuff out there that people will like coming out. And uh, hopefully we're one of those bands that people keep on their radar because we, we're really proud of this new album.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think, I think I've seen, I've seen just, just, you know, in, and, you know, you talked about a lot about like the dark trail bands and just kind of this whole, this whole phase of the revival. I've seen a lot of people I don't think would typically even get into heavy, like regular heavy music, getting into like dipping a toe into like the math core stuff. And I think maybe it is just because a lot of the, the best heavy music that's coming out right now is a little bit more extreme. It's a little bit more unconventional. Um, and it's, it's kind of, it's, you know, it's taking a beeline in the exact operation or, uh, exact, excuse me. It's taking a beeline in the exact opposite direction, uh, than like, uh, like your wagon wheels, uh, for instance. Um, do you think, uh, do you think the future of heavy music is going to be in technical metal and technical hardcore? Do you think, um... Do you you think like regular metalcore, like the As I Lay Dying style, um, is is on its way out? Or do you have any thoughts on that? Or are you kind of just come one, come all?
1: I think nostalgia is a hell of a drug. And so, you know, that's kind of how we look at it. I think a, a real plus to our band is we have a throwback style. We kind of have that nostalgia factor to us. But we also kind of have a new kind of spin on it, too. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to say. I, I know Azaleigh Dying, you know, with all the shit that they've been through, they still sell out all their shows. And, uh, you know, I, I got, I got to, to, I grew up in the in Wichita Falls with this guy, Sean, and he sings for a band called Phineas and they're signed to Solid State. They just went out with Azaleigh Dying like a year or two ago as direct support of them. And they had a great time. They played two. They played to full rooms, you know, for that whole tour, sure. and um, you know, you, you haven't you haven't heard much from Phineas, you know. Um, maybe they're I guess they're writing or whatever, but you know, Asley Dine brought brand new bands with them, and that's why I, re- I respect that. Um, I, I think they're kind of one of those legendary bands. I I don't like to read too much into the the Tim Lamps' stuff, but I, I love Isolate Dying because they were really one of those uh bands that kinda helped take the scene back then to the next level and become one of those huge bands. And they're they're a legendary band, man, whichever way you want to look at it. Um they're I think the top one of the biggest selling artists for Metal Blade ever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. But yeah, like I guess the future it could it could go a lot of ways, but it goes back to just, you know, new blood man we just need more bands i just think there need to be because i remember back in you remember back in the day everybody had a band and there were bands hitting up everybody for shows constantly um that showed you that there was a lot of substance to the genre there was uh, a lot of interest in it and uh i think we're not really there right now you know like there aren't really you know baltimore has a few really good bands here um really do. I could probably name 10 fucking stellar bands here in Baltimore, for real. Mm. But we're all just kind of hanging out in Baltimore, and I don't just mean that just because yeah, of the coronavirus. I mean, we're like, not a lot of bands are really going out and doing much because that interest isn't quite, excuse me, quite there. But I think it it could be. And I'm telling you, man, bands like Sea Space Cowboy, even like Knock Loose, Wrist Meets Razor, um, you know, Techie bands that are out there really doing it, um, you know, I, I just have a lot of respect for them. I wish Carbom played more shows. I wish Carbom went and did more tours because you get a band like Carbom playing big fucking tours like that, then it piques interest. You know what I mean? Sure. We just don't really have, you know, the number 12 came back, did a couple of tours, which was great. Um, but you really don't have, like, there needs to, there, really what it hap- needs to happen is there needs to be one or two bands that come around and just fucking blow the roof off the place, uh, really to get that kind of interest back up in the genre yeah. of um, chaotic, you know, hardcore metalcore. Yeah. Um, but until that happens, it'll, you know, it'll be a smaller scene. It's a smaller scene, but the good thing about the mathcore community is that people who are into it fucking love it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what they do. I mean, the, you know, it's just in our blood to you know to listen to and, and try to write this shit and just have fun with our friends, man, and and not take things so seriously. I think a little bit of it too, but uh, I think yeah, so too. I think there is a definite yeah, there is a definite future in it. But you know, if it comes back, it'll be kind of a revival of the scene kind of thing. But you know, I don't know if it's going to be anything like it was back then, but. If we get some bands out there that are really solid, bands like Carbomb, you know, um, I think it would really help out the scene because they can bring out some of the younger guys and kind of get some more exposure. So I think, uh, yeah, I, I, it's looking up, man. I think it's going to be good. One of these days, somebody's going to pop off and it's going to be a lot of fun when that happens.
0: Definitely. Um, do you see, you know, there's been talk about this whole pandemic, uh, quarantine thing going on and, and it, you know, not, not even being able to to hold shows until 2021 until summer next year. Um, which I hope is an extreme yeah. case. I hope that's a pessimistic estimate, but, um, when that happens, do you, what, like, what do you, what do you see as the reaction? Do you think this, um, inhibits the scene largely or uh, my, my perspective, the reason I ask, I, I think it will. We will see some people just kind of step away and say, "Well, I tried to do a band, and then coronavirus happened." But my hope is that some people are also mm-hmm. so pent up and so anxious to get back out there and play in bands and be in shows and support music. What What's your take on that? Do you think Do you think we see a, a regression or a, or just a surge because everyone is just ready to get out and be be at a show?
1: Yeah. I'm going to stay optimistic and say that it's going to be an explosion of shows and tours that uh, everybody and their mama is going to be fucking begging to go see. Uh, You know, like it could go either way, man. You know, people might just still be too freaked out, but I don't think people that are into, like, you know, the scene. Will be afraid to go to a show. I'm pretty sure when they're allowed to have shows, everybody's going to be going to the show. You know, there's not going to be. It's like, oh, I don't know. Like, oh, uh, I don't want to be around people. Like, no, and everybody's going to want to go, uh, throw their fists in the air, and uh, you know, do some dancing, do some drinking, and just have fun and sure. listen to some bands. Um, so I think I think probably what's going to happen is every band you can think of is going to try to go tour. And uh, you know, I'm hoping that somebody might take us with them or something, you know, because we're gonna have, you know, we have this whole, we have this whole album, and uh, we won't be able to play any shows off of it, which right. blows. Right. Uh, so, and we might even have another one on the way by that point, mm-hmm. which we will. Next year, we'll have another one out. So. I don't know. Uh, I think a lot. there's going to be a lot of shows. The only thing I'm afraid of about this whole goddamn thing is the venues. And, uh, you know, I just want to say to everybody out there, once this stuff gets back to normal, man, it's so important. Everybody go out there and, like, support the venues and the bars in your hood, you know? Like, it's just it's so important just to get out there and start supporting local. Um, because if all the venues that, you know the small time venues closed down that kills your scene right there. You know, Sure. you might, um, we might have to be doing DIY shows at you know, like a, an after hours restaurant. And even though that's cool to do, uh, you can't, that sucks to have it as your hub, you know, like you need to have, you know, up here we've got places like auto bar, like sidebar that are huge for our scene, you know? And, uh, you know, so to see those closed down would ju- would just be devastating to us, and uh, you know, because we love all those people that work there, and you know, everything they do for the scene. So, yeah, hopefully we don't lose too many venues. Hopefully a lot of the uh, a lot of them are able to keep their heads above the water. But yeah, once this thing's over, man, it's it's going to be a rush of of shows, and I can't wait for it. I hope it really does kind of. Kickstart that whole thing I was saying about you know the revival, you know I hope there's some good that comes out of this whole coronavirus thing, and that maybe people have time to look back on the shit that maybe they were growing up on and, and listening to new bands and, and old bands and just getting more interested or interested back in this um, style of music because you know
0: there's there's a
1: lot here and there's a lot of good life a lot of a lot of good bands that are out that people need to take notice of. So yeah, yeah. I hope I hope it works out that way.
0: Me too, man. That sounds like a good time. I would love to go crowd kill to some under the pier. Um. Oh my God. <laughs> no one's done it. Oh man. They're just confused
1: when we. They're just like, what the fuck? They don't. Yeah, they're like, where's the fucking like? They have no idea. Just, I think we had like, our first. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Our,
1: our first show, we had one guy that knew like all the lyrics and um. Uh, so, which was weird uh, this guy Ryan he came to like every Baltimore show and just like loved it and you know it was just this tall kind of military guy and uh, he was so great man he would just go in there and just fuck everybody up but everyone's just like we don't know what's going on man yeah. you know like <laughs> yeah. he was but yeah who knows man after this album maybe some more people will get down with it get down with the UTP
0: I hope so man um what are you uh, What are you doing personally, just to 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 stay engaged while you're while you're in quarantine? Are you watching anything, reading anything, uh, playing a game or anything? Oh man,
1: yeah i bought I bought a I bought a Monopoly game for me and my lady yesterday. So we played the voice activated Monopoly. Voice activated. Um, yeah, so it's like uh, vocal banking, you know. So. You don't have to deal with money. It's like a credit card system, and you like put it in the middle of the table, and you just press your button and be like, um, you know, pay rent on Baltic. And he's like, you just paid rent on Baltic. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to deal with any money. It's 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 fucking incredible. Can't cheat. That is probably the best thing that's happened to me during this whole thing. And I'm just gonna be straight up with.
0: Oh man! Yeah,
1: <laughs> I I was uh I, I read Keith Buck, Keith Buckley's book, uh, The
0: Watch. Ah, okay. Um, Keith Buckley is the singer for Every Time I Die. Right. Um, he's got a couple and books out. His... And I've got on my list, and I haven't read them yet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's good.
1: It's good. But I I can I don't know if that's his first book, but it was the first one I heard about, and I bought it. Um, he's an amazing lyricist. And I've always just loved his lyrics, so I figured, hey, his, his book's got to be, you know, just as good, or if not, you know, just the whole book of his lyrics. But it's weird. You do, you can tell it's Keith, like, Dang. writing this stuff, because it takes you in and out of all these different kind of ways to describe a certain situation, and it's it's confusing. It's almost like a, you know... It is kind of like a math core, you know, uh, <laughs> editorial or something. It's it's just weird, like the way he, the way he kind of describes all the scenes in there is is, um, it's super strange for especially for a guy like me who's barely above like a fifth grade reading level, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's definitely cool, definitely worth checking out. The Watch by Keith Buckley, nice, um, pretty fun. Pretty, pretty uh sinister material in there about a guy who, i was gonna say i bet it's dark Yeah, you know, it's dark yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's some family drama and it's just some weird shit that goes on so okay. yeah it's uh what about you man what have you been doing oh me oh snap
0: man, uh man you know uh the podcast you know keeps me pretty busy uh and then just you know taking we home we homeschool our kids so i taught my son math Ooh, nice. today uh yeah, then just hanging out, you know, play a little, play a little guitar. And, you know, we watch The Office right now, That's which great. seems kind of lame because I've seen it three or four times, and it's just that very typical <laughs> white guy thing to do. But man, just sometimes, just a good low hanging fruit laugh is is all you need to pick your pick your spirits up. So.
1: I, I, can't I can't thank, thank you guys, guys enough for getting back on and doing this podcast. Um, I found out about you guys, I guess, before you stopped, um, and I at first I didn't. I kept seeing stuff about Dadcore. I didn't quite know what it was, and then then I realized, oh, okay, it's like a group of dudes who were like old hardcore kids that are now <laughs> fathers, and they just kind of you know drink some beers and and get into a podcast. Like that's that's fucking great. He's, like I, anybody could do know, that. <laughs> oh my gosh that's great it's like oh man why didn't i think of that man it's like the coolest thing ever and you guys you guys do a lot for this scene and uh for a lot of these you know underground bands so um very stoked that you guys are back doing
0: this we're happy to do it man it's you know like i said we we you know we we've been there you know it's been a long time you know we've all kind of been out of the the band playing circuit for a long time but Um, and it is, it is hard to have something that you're so proud of that you labored over with your friends and and you are, that, you know, it's good, you know, and you know, it, it slaps or whatever. Uh, and, and there's just no one who will stop and hear it. And that frustrates me as a, as a appreciator of music. So all, all we, all we want to do is springboard stuff like, uh, like what you guys are doing and, and really all the bands, we don't, we don't play anything we don't like. Uh, or at least we we try to get like a two thirds consensus. Occasionally we'll get a we'll get a less than sterling review from someone in the trio, but but yeah, man, like it's all about it's all about taking bands that are you know we try we try not to play anyone who's like signed or who's like good already. Um, we and not you know not that you know you guys are fully capable of of sure. handling your business, but like we want to just kind of jettison that and, and expedite the process for you. So that's all.
1: It's great, it's great, and it's great, and I think you know, I'm just going to be preaching about Dadcore to everybody I know, you know, going forward. Once I can start out with, with other people in Baltimore, I think you're gonna you're gonna start to get a good Baltimore following. Definitely. Oh, good, because uh, we super appreciate. It. I mean, it's it's good to hear about some of these bands. I think a couple weeks ago you guys played a, a band uh, from the Panhandle, from Lubbock or Amarillo or somebody. They were fucking awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't remember the name. Uh, let's see. It was probably Bear of the March. Uh, yep. Okay. Yeah. They're like super metal. That's awesome. Yeah. that... Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Another set of guys that you probably brushed elbows with at Beast Fest. But, yeah. Um, yeah. They're the homies, and they, they only pray and play brutal music. So, we're happy to play them. It's, it's good to hear new
1: shit coming out of that area. You know, because, it is. Uh, uh, they're really. Again, that, 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 yeah, back in the day, the scene was fucking phenomenal out there. Right. And uh, that's, you know, that's why, you know, we, when I was booking the tour in July that we might not be able to do, um, we had a day off between Wichita Falls and Denver, and I was like, oh, Amarillo's right there. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to get a show in Amarillo. <laughs> like, there's just absolutely no chance. Yeah. Um, but back in the day... Oh man, I definitely would have hit Amarillo. It was so much fun out there. Um, so it's, it's good, good to hear there's some new bands coming out of there.
0: There are, and then like, like I think Satir or or Satire or Satire, you guys play Um Phenomenal math rock,
1: Atlanta. Satir.
0: Satir. Yeah. yeah. Satir. rules, man. They're they're amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've had we've been so we've been really lucky in this kind of this you know whatever season of Dad Dadcore. Uh, we just like. Have stumbled on just some amazing bands, and they're they're eager to let us play their stuff, and that's helpful to us. So, you know, it's kind of a mutual support type. That's of awesome. Things. Well, Jesse, I really appreciate it, man. And and Puff Pieces uh is the album by Under the Pier that we're talking about today, and that comes out Friday, May first. And and also Friday, May first, Bandcamp's giving one hundred percent of their cut to artists like. Uh, under the pier that are selling their wares on uh, on Bandcamp. So go Friday, starting at like Bandcamp. Mid- yep, yep. Go go to Bandcamp. You guys have uh, a butt ton of merch on Bandcamp. You got shirts and and uh, the album as well and CDs, I think. Yeah, we have koozies. Oh, yeah. Oh
1: man, we have koozies. Oh my god. Oh, boy. Yeah, all that shit. Oh man. Yeah, there's uh there's some good stuff and there's more stuff coming. Any money we make, we're just going to put it back into another order of shirts. So
0: Nice.
1: You know, that's uh the way of life right now, you know. We're just going to try to keep doing whatever we can to stay on top of this and you know, keep ourselves busy during the coronavirus and Yeah man, the album comes out Friday. Um 100% of the digital sales go to us, so please, you know, go check it out. Um, hope you like
0: it. It's good, Mathy Chaos. I will attest. I've heard the whole thing, and it's nonstop slappers. So, good stuff. Well, Jesse, thanks so much, man, for stopping by, and uh, I look forward to uh, mm-hmm. hopefully throwing down in the pit to some under the pier someday. We're coming. Now <laughs> that
1: I know that you're out there in lot and we have to. We might have to make a lot and stop or something, oh. or I might at least drag you down to which we're coming out there man we're gonna come see you soon so i'll make, I'll make the yeah, trip man get your uh yeah we got some ham and eggs coming at you get your griddles ready it's coming
0: <laughs> nice i like it oh yeah all right man I appreciate all right man thank it. you so much you Thank you so much to Jesse from Under the Pier. Puff Pieces is available May 1st. It's on Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, It's all over the place, so don't hesitate. You got no excuse. Go out, check out the entire album, and let us know what you think. I'm going to play another track from that album for you. This is my personal favorite from Puff Pieces. It's called Four Sided Triangle. Take a look.